Hey everyone, we're back at Cutting Deeper. Thanks for being here today. It's a pleasure for me to be driving you home or encouraging you on your treadmill run. If that is the case, don't you stop running. Keep running, thanks. Good encouragement. Keep, keep on running. Stoked to be joining you here today with two of my close friends, Joshua Stubbers and Leithan Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, boys. On the podcast? Uh, thanks for brains. Good to be here. Yeah, no, sick. Yeah. Also joined with um, Josh Stadnick. Kind of. He's just hanging out. And he's, he's going to maybe Google some things. Yeah, so do you want to say something quickly, Josh? We'll give you a quick opportunity. I'm um, good. Keep going. Okay, yeah. Josh has, Josh has put his two cents in. We won't hear from him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All good. No, some... Yeah. I, I, these two guys... Um, are, well, I'm pretty close with, I'd say. These are two, two men in my life that um, we've gone through on quite a significant journey with, haven't we? Would you say that's true? Oh, yeah. What, we've what, spent four years together? Pretty, pretty much seeing each other almost every day? Four years seeing each other every day, yeah. Well, that's a sixth of my life, so that is a long time. Jeez, wow. that one-sixth of your life. Yeah, that, that, that's a significant amount of time, I guess, eh? Um, so I haven't talked about this too much on the podcast, but um, I'm a chaplain. Um, the church is a big part of my life. Christianity and my faith is a big part of my life as well. Um, and where I met these guys is we were all studying theology together at um, a place called Avondale College on the Central Coast in Australia. And, um, yeah, we, we all started doing this class together with all like different ambitions I guess and like we all have different reasons for being there so um today we are at Hillsong Conference at Sydney Olympic Park and it's just it's just been great to catch up with these guys but I wanted to um just sit down today and talk a bit about um our journeys like we where we started together and now we're what four years out of four years out of Avondale Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. 2000. Well, yeah, four years for you guys. I hung around a little bit longer. But um, we started a journey together, and I wanted to talk about where we've ended up today. So, um, yeah, what what kind of inspired you guys to get into this course of theology, which due to popular belief... No, no, wait, sorry. Um, It's not the study of rocks, theology. (laughs) I get that a lot. It's not the study of rocks. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll be the gentleman and let you go first (laughs) Study of the rock Oh, Oh, that's actually good That's very good Yeah, thanks guys We'll be here all week Um, Yeah, I guess for me I um, I I don't know I I I stayed away from the church for a while And then I came back when I was about 17 Um, And without going into too much detail about it I I guess I just loved seeing people Um have somewhere to feel so accepted and so loved and, um, you know, like a, a community around somebody. Um, and it's, it's not really a community even based on a, not really based on a common interest, but based on 
I guess, like unconditional love sort of thing. And I know it sounds so cliche, but I love that sort of idea of a community that gets around people um, yeah, no matter good. what state they're in. And so for me, I wanted to be a part of building that and facilitating that for people. Yeah, sweet. So you saw like a bit of community beforehand that was valuable in, in Christianity in the church and you wanted to be someone who facilitates that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I when I started coming back, I was um, really different from the rest of my church. Um, not, <laughs> you know, everybody else there was so like neat and nice, and I was the school bully sort of thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of problems, but I guess when I came in, they just sort of loved me. Um, you know, calling all these random people auntie and uncle because that's just how they did things. It was like literally like being just absorbed into a big family. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was really foreign. So I was like, man, I would love to create this for others. Mm. Create the acceptance, really. Yeah, acceptance in, in community that yeah, yeah, like yeah. people just get around you for no reason other than that they just love you. Do you reckon that um, aspect of community can be found in other parts of society and culture? Yeah, this is a challenging one, I guess, because... Um, I guess other people would see it differently depending on what your community has been like. And yep. a lot of people have experienced uh, the worst kind of community in a church. Yeah, yeah. They've, their, their church experience has been being excommunicated from a church rather than being absorbed in. Um, so, But I think, I guess, the church in its best state, like the church in what it should be, should be a place where you find community like no other. Um, it's a place where you should be able to find love like nowhere else. It's a place where you should be able to find a community that is more relentlessly accepting than any other community. Yeah. But we don't always hit that mark. So I'm going to say that, yeah, what we should be is different from what I guess a lot of people experience. And a lot of people would probably experience more community going down to their local pub depending on their yeah, church yeah. experience. Yeah. But I, yeah, I guess what I'm aiming for is that one day we yep, have churches yep. around that are the most loving and accepting places mm. that you can find. Yeah, I love that, like churches being um, the centre of society. Like in Judaism, the temple was like the place where they'd all gather to hang out and, and that, like they would have definitely had a strong sense of belonging, like national identity. It's called all intertwined with their national identity, I guess. Yeah. And these days, the church isn't exactly that, is it? No, no. I mean, even even early early Christianity, um, and I guess Catholicism, when they build new towns and whatever, they'd put a big steeple in a church right in the middle of the town. Um, it's just that's what community was. Every Sunday, they all get together, and that's where you see everybody in the town. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of been lost, and um, I guess through judgmental practices and a lot of mistakes. Um, and a lot of misinterpretations of scripture, even a lot of misinterpretations of communication. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it really we we've kind of lost that hold that we should have had. We should have had this whole time. Hmm. Yeah, mm. which is sad news, I guess, to me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not here to be like a mad, depressing guy, but it's just the reality of what what yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm stepping into. And so when I say, man, I want to make great communities yeah. that you feel love like nowhere else. Yeah, so you've got to drive to make it better. Like, even though you see a negative situation, you believe that actually is a quality solution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, That's I, why you got into it. You can't look at anything you go into how it is. You have to look at it in terms of what its potential is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, the mindset that I'm coming to it with. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. 
What about you, Lito? Ah, oh, wow. All those years ago when we did college. I guess uh, going in, I had, an, I had a really big love for people. I was extremely introverted. Uh, not introverted. It's the opposite of that. Extroverted, where you just want to be around people all the time. And so I really loved hanging out with people. Also really, it just begun my journey with God and I was on, on fire for Him and passionate about Him. And sort of theology just sort of just combined those two things together really nicely. And I guess um, going into it, training and everything, those were my still two big loves and in some ways they are now as well. Some ways they are now. <laughs> in every single way they are now. <laughs> you only love some people. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's what I still still drives me now. I guess going in too, I, I really had a drive that a, a life with God can be a fun life. Like it doesn't have to be a boring one where you just come and sit and do something and be a routine person every week. It can be fun, expansive, just amazing and that's really what I, I guess I still try to get across to people now. It doesn't have to be like a box life. It can be like an out there, big, expensive life. Yeah, yeah. With God. With God. Hmm. Yeah, sweet. Someone want to ask me why I uh, got into <laughs> Do this. Do you want me to host for you, Braden? <laughs> oh, Braden, what got you into theology all those years um, ago? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cutting Deeper, hosted by Lethan and Josh. <laughs> Great to have our guest here, Braden Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I guess for me, similar reasons to both of you guys. Um, for me, it was, I, I think I wanted to just love people, create a community, create somewhere where people can feel at home and um, feel as though they belong somewhere. That's, I think, something that's always really been central to me is the loving people side of Christianity. Not so much the um, structure and all of that behind it, but it's just the, the real tangible side of it, the, the, the Christianity that actually makes a difference in our world today where people can, can have somewhere where they feel at home and belong, um, but also somewhere um, where they can be refueled and to um, receive inspiration and purpose and all those those good things so that they're able to go out into their world and um, and and make a difference in their world, get filled up. She wrote down, when I was at, um, when I was studying, I remember I wrote down a bit of like a vision statement. I was trying to work out what my purpose was and everything. And I wrote down this statement. Let me find it. Yeah, here, here. I wrote down this statement that I thought would be a good reason, a good like vision statement for me um, in the future, like in 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 being a pastor and being um, all of that. And um, yeah, I, I wrote down this statement, and then like a, f- a week or so later, I ended up reading this passage in the Bible that was pretty much the same as my statement that I wrote. I haven't I haven't got my actual statement here, but I read the verse in the Bible that was almost it was very similar. But it just says it's in Ephesians four verse twelve and it says, um, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. You had that um did you have that written in your room somewhere at college? Like on a on a piece of paper? Um, no, I had another one, I think, written. Oh, okay. My bad. The other one in Ephesians 4.1. 
I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Ah, oh, that's right. Step yeah, up, step up into your um, purpose and calling. That was like a personal drive thing. But this one, I, I think it kind of became central for like why I wanted to do it. To equip God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Or like seeing other people step up and flourish. Hopefully that's what happened through this podcast as well. People get inspired. Like that lis- listeners would, would hear other stories and get inspired to take elements out of that story and bring it into their own situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their context, because I, uh, I, I don't think... This is what I say to my students at my school. Like, I don't think you should aim to be those few group of people, the holy people, like those who are pastors and teachers and all that. Because I think in Christianity, it's a big thing where, oh, if you love God the most, you'll be a pastor. Or if you love God the most, you'll be a teacher. I think everyone should scatter across the world and do all these different things everywhere and then build up the body of Christ in that context. And whatever context, like, the listeners are in, like, whatever context you are in, take inspiration and, like, pump that into your current context, whatever that looks like for you. That's the vision for me. I think, yeah, I think purpose purpose is huge for that. Because I know for me, when I, I guess, felt, um, like, in my community, I felt like I had a purpose in being there. And... I guess they equipped and empowered me to, you know, live kind of like what you're saying, that like live out what your purpose is, Mm. Um, which, you know, music was a huge part of that. But once I did that, I started learning how to create communities through music. Um, And that's sort of, yeah, I guess that's like purpose is is huge. And if somebody's Mm. just doing something with no purpose, it ends up pretty dead end. Yeah, sweet. So that because um, like oh, I, you you were like a, a leader of worship bands that when you were studying, yeah. Yeah, Is yeah, that, yeah. That that's that was your vision in in building a band, hey? Yeah, I actually yeah. do remember that. You'd, you'd have like little like worship sections of stuff before you'd actually play, where you can just give them ideas and inspire them. Yeah, we. I remember we were. Um, I don't know. Like we we would actually just chill out like, and I don't remember a lot of other bands doing this at, um, at college maybe they did maybe I just didn't see mm. um, but I remember before we'd have practice and stuff like a lot of the time when I worked with other worship bands and other music things for church you'd, they'd say here's practice at this time you'd go in someone would have a quick little prayer and then you'd just start practicing but I would say hey guys meet at this time we're going to start practicing at this time and we would meet and talk about it talk about life um, pray for each other, read, and actually equip each other a bit. Read, read some of the the Bible that's, you know, really encouraging and empowering. And then we would play. And then you know, the next morning we'd even spend a bit of time talking before we actually play. It was kind of I wanted it to be more than just we're here to do music, but we're actually we're actually a team and we're in this we're a community in this together, serving a greater community. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was a big a big purpose for me when you give people an equipping and empower and purpose in their community then they feel more a part of the community they take ownership of it yeah 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 yeah. and actually gives them somewhere to belong which is that overall vision that you had to start with yeah that's sick I love that yep alright question for both of you what does 
faith have to offer our world today? Christianity have to offer for our world today? For someone who's like a sceptic or something like that. I really liked... I can't remember who said it here, but someone definitely said it. It was probably me. <laughs> Josh says everything, all the wise things I hear. Um, something about, like, it's better to suffer in the house where there's hope than to suffer outside where there's no hope. Something along those lines? I heard that, yeah. In a, in a context that? that you belong. It was... Um, that video? No, no, no. It was after the video. Oh. He, he said it on the stage after. No, maybe it was in the video. The guy who sung Still. The, the guy, he's got the beard, yeah. Oh, that's he right. used to yeah. sing that song back in the day and then he um, had a few years where he's going through some tough times and he suffered outside of outside of the church, didn't have anywhere where he could belong yeah. and then he came back even though he was still suffering but he was suffering inside yeah. the house. So I think our, our faith really just gives us hope. That's the main thing and, you know, whoever might be listening to this might think that, you know, maybe spirituality or faith isn't really for them but it's def- in my experience it's definitely been rewarding to have faith there to lean upon that and to have faith in God when you are going through some some difficult circumstances because if you don't have that faith on the other side you really do have nothing to lean upon and it, you have to lean upon yourself to get yourself through in, in a roundabout way of saying it so I think yeah faith is something that definitely gives you that spark to get through just yep. life in general. Yeah. Oh, I would agree, I think. Um, I mean, uh, people call me, like, uh, I don't know, verging on annoying, annoyingly optimistic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I that's, that. yeah. <laughs> I, but I guess it's, it actually come, comes back down to my faith that even in the hardest times, it's not, I don't know, like, it's not that super, you know, that cliche about, like, God has a plan and even, like, in the worst situations. I mean, I guess it is that. But it's, it becomes more, um, even in the worst times, I know that there can be better and there can be more. Yep. Um, there can be, yeah, something really great can be brought out of it, which I, I don't know if I didn't have it, I don't see why I would ever think like that. Yeah. You know? And I, I, like, I, can't, I can't think of a reason anybody would think like that without having a, a belief in a, a higher caring personal power. Yeah. So without that, there'd be no drive for a better tomorrow. Yes, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair opinion. Thanks. <laughs> you don't need me to validate your opinion. That's right. Um, what about people who think that faith is a crutch? Hmm. I mean, I've had definitely had heaps of people bring that one up to me. Can you elaborate on it? Yeah. Oh, people people just think that I've, I I remember I had a conversation with somebody ages ago probably not listening to this so it's okay but um, who just um, she, she was going through some real tough stuff like she I, I was like a random labouring job I was doing and like she was struggling to put food and stuff on the table and then um, oh like I, she didn't have lunch one day she was a bit of a rough rough patch she was going through anyway she she told me she doesn't like religion because she thinks it's a crutch for people. And I felt kind of bad because this is someone who almost needs a crutch. And she said, no, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that. It's just a crutch. I can sort myself out. 
You know, I think we're often going to find a crutch in something, personally. Like, I think you're always going to have a crutch. If it's not your religion, That's good. it's probably going to be like a, you know, maybe a substance, or it could be a TV show, or it could be a video game, it could be whatever. Um, not necessarily all bad, you know, people need comfort foods. Uh, you know, let the chocolate lovers say amen, but... <laughs> crutches uh, help you heal. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, a doctor's going to give you crutches. Like, it's... But, I mean, I, I actually agree that sometimes people can, people can like, use religion to not face the issues they're actually dealing with. Mm. Um, you get the classic people who are like, oh, God, take this away from me. Um, when really, they could deal with it themselves. Yeah. But they're saying, oh, if God does it, then I don't have to do anything. <sighs> Which, I guess, it can happen, but it's more... You, there are some things that you need to actually face and deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need to turn and look and realize that, hey, I've actually got to work on some things in my life. Yeah. Um, there are some things that, you know, God will just change. I know that happened in my life. Um, but there are also things, I reckon, that you, you do need to work on. And yeah, religion can be a crutch, but so can alcohol, so can cigarettes, so can chocolate, so can TV, so can whatever else. Um like we can all use whatever to escape our problems, but we all need to turn and face it at some stage. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to preach. Lethan. No, that's really good because, um, yeah, I think like we all definitely do use crutches at some point in our life. I was going to say something good, but I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have anything else to add to that, Josh. That's pretty profound. That's wise. I guess, you know, what you're saying, Brado, is like, yeah, I've heard it said sometimes, you know, like, oh, religion's just something that people use to get them through, yep. you know, the, unse- the insecurity of, like, knowing that you're going to, you know, pass away from this world one day. But I think it's so much more than just that. Like, sometimes, like, spirituality can just be integral to who you are. Like, I can't think of, like, what my life would be like if I didn't have my faith. Yeah, like, right. I mean, sure... Does faith help you get through difficult times? Oh, 100%. But it just also just like envelops my whole life. Like I, I can't just say use it as just that. I think it, it empowers me for just every, every different sphere in my life. Yeah, sweet. So I don't know what I'm tr- really trying to say, but I just think it's just more. There is more. That's the theme of this conference. <laughs> Will you keep making there is more jokes? <laughs> <laughs> just so everyone's in on it don't want anyone missing out on the goodness because there there is more jokes to come oh. just, just to let the listeners know like I guess I have to think about things for a long time before I say it so like my thoughts might not be profound to whoever's listening to them but mm. I'm still thinking about it yeah yeah Whereas I I literally vomit words and think about it as they come out. So but everything that comes out of your mouth is profound. So it's okay. It's because no, it's because we're, we're, we're you've caught me at a good time. You know I'm in a really tired state. So there's like I don't know. He's just getting pumping out the good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we had good stuff pumped into us all week at yeah, the Hillsong Conference. So maybe maybe that's why. I don't yeah, know. maybe. But you know, if this was on a Monday morning, it's a bit hmm. different story. <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I do remember what I was going to say now. Um, Christianity, I don't think, is, is meant to be just a, 
like a thing where you just like, okay, yep, Jesus has saved me now. I'm done. I'm all good. I'm all good. I think the, the Christian journey is a journey. It's a it's an ongoing process to become more and more like Jesus, who is the ultimate the ultimate character that we're like aiming to be like, the, or like representative of righteousness and um, purity, innocence, and all of that stuff. That's the that's the standard that we uphold, and um, we like accept salvation from Christ. Um, and and that salvation then ongoingly oh, that's not a good word is it but ongoingly <laughs> molds us to become more and more like him yeah so it's 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 not it's not just a fix you you're like consistently being healed and becoming more there's all sorts of wildlife out here kookaburras ibises bin chickens bin chickens a bin chicken came up in the last episode I recorded. Really? Literally ran what it. Ran it, Kristen. I mean, bin chickens you can are listen all around to that. us. Okay. You can, yeah, that's, that's true. You can listen to that on last week's episode. That's what I was Do you sometimes feel like you're a bit of a bin chicken, Braden? In life? Maybe God's trying to tell you something. Funnily enough, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to deviate from no, that. No, that's all right. That's all right. I'm glad. Um, yeah, sweet. So we've been at this conference all week, Hillsong Conference 2018. There is more. We've learned some good things, good things that we'll be able to apply for our lives. This bin chicken is close. Um, we've learned some things that we'll be able to apply to our lives. What has been the biggest take-home point for you both? So the turning point for me for this conference was what Carl Lentz said mm-hmm. yesterday. And up until that moment, you know, I heard really great teaching. There were so many great positives that I wrote down. But this one actually really got to me. And what he did was he was talking about uh, why we do this and what the power of community is and what that should look like. And he mm-hmm. basically just it was a hug fest, wasn't it? But each person that he came up to sort of like hug, he said some encouraging things to, and then he, they had paint on the front of them, and then that wiped off on him. So after all these encouraging things he said to various people, his like whole new white shirt that he got from Bondi was basically covered in all this paint. And basically, I felt God speak to me through that, and he said, this is the reason why you're doing this, is to help people find that hope, which is Jesus. Mm. And it was just like, it sort of really made me feel emotional because I thought, hang on, that's why I'm actually doing this. I'm not just doing this just for a job or just to get by or pay the bills. I'm doing this so that people actually find the hope that is Jesus. And so that was the highlight for me. But there's been so many other ones that I could probably talk for hours on. But what about Josh? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm thinking the same, you know, there have been so many great sessions. Um, but honestly, that same one with Carl Lentz, who's the pastor of Hillsong, New York, that one, um, I told Bredo after, I was like, I was shooketh. Like, <laughs> I was shooketh. 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 It's, you know, not shook, shooketh. Because I, I honestly... Back a century. Yeah, I, I had to just sit there for like five, ten minutes afterwards just processing the, the emotion of it, I guess, that I was feeling because I had to go back... And like, it's annoying because if I explain that message to someone, it sounds so basic. Yeah, but right. mm. it was so profound, the way he did it. I don't know what it was, but I 
went back to the basics in my life and I was like, man, I actually need to learn to love people all over again in a real, mm. you know, a real love that, that sort of, because that whole, that, that whole paint thing when it was rubbing off on him was all about, you know, when you, you carry someone else's burdens, it actually, it sticks with you. Mm. And mm. that was, I don't know, I just was like, man, I need to just love people again. I can't be a leader unless I can really love people. And that's, I know it sounds crazy, but that's actually been pretty hard for me. Like, I, <laughs> I was, I was real, real mean to people when I was a teenager, and I was like, didn't really like hanging out with people. So it's been a big change for me, at least, learning how to love people when I yep. something I still need to learn to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, the highlight was the exact same one. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> just, that, just that example right at the end that you just shared, Lethan, like that. Mm. That hit me so hard because I. For me, the paint rubbing off on him was like a powerful image of what happens to us when we like show empathy to people. Like a part of their pain kind of rubs off on us, and we like you experience that pain. That's what like empathy is. Like you're 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 trying to experience what it is what they they're going through. That person is going through. So there's some of that person's dirt that's rubbed off on you. And then, and then um, the the whole thing was like he'd, he'd come back to the church, and people would judge him because he's got paint on him now, and and they're like, oh, you you're looking a bit, you're looking a bit dirty there, you're looking a bit worldly in Christian language, yeah. and and you've got you've got all this paint on you now, and he's just thinking, what like this is, I'm just trying to do what Jesus asked us to do, which is to love people, be kind to people, and empathize. This is this is the biggest thing, like with. Um, Empathy. I've heard this empathy explained by um, this lady, Brené Brown. Have you heard of her before? TED Talk. Anyway, very good. She talks about um, empathy being like um, someone who's in a pit, someone who's going through a really hard time in their life. They're in a pit. Someone who shows sympathy to that person stands outside the pit, maybe throws in a sandwich and says, oh, how can I help you? Are you all right? And, and just tries and like encourages them while they're in the pit. Someone who actually shows empathy is someone who'll climb down into the pit and just sit with you in the pit. Experience what it's like to be in the pit with you. And I think that's exactly what Jesus did. Like he, he wasn't he didn't just stay out of the pit. He didn't he didn't stay in heaven. He actually came to earth to sit with us in our filth, in our sinfulness, experience what sin is like, experience the proper um, results of sin, and then was glorified after, and he he came actually came out of the pit. But he's experienced what it's like to be in the pit. And there's a text in oh, I'm going full preaching now, but it's like this text in like Hebrews that talks about um, Jesus being our high priest, a worthy high priest because he's able to relate to us. I'm going to find it. You guys want to talk in the meantime? I made pretty awkward eye contact with that bin chicken. Just he's on eyeing the way you off. He's eyeing you off. Yeah. That's I think he, he thinks the microphone is food. He probably is com- very confused. <laughs> yeah. I want to also mention another, probably another thing that's impacted me, I guess in an overall sense, Josh, is just, you know, you hear this time and time again, but you really need to hear it as a pastor, I think. And that is that you can serve God even though you do have your shortfalls. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh, John so Gray's good. thing today, 
or maybe it was in last night, but he was, oh no, it was today, it was definitely today. He was talking about how you can still do what you do even though you have chains hanging off you. Like he was talking about that story in whatever gospel it was about that man that just ran towards Jesus. And I thought, wow, you know, even though I have my own addictions, my own shortfalls, my own problems in life, I can still do this. I can, I, I can still, you know, walk in my calling, even though I do struggle just like everybody else. And that was really, really good to hear that. And it was, I needed that in my spirit. Mm. Yeah, I think people have this perception of Christian leaders, and even Christians, that we've kind of got it all together. And, um, mm. man, spend more than an hour with me and you'll quickly figure out that's not the case. <laughs> you know, like it's, you actually are so... We're all people. Yeah, we're so, like, I- imperfect and we're so oh, yeah, unmessed up. I mess up so much. And, man, the amount of times I have people say to me something like I'll tell them, and oh, stuff like this week did this or, mm. you know, oh, you know, I'm still mm. a bit like this. <laughs> I've got to work on it or whatever. And people are like, but you're a pastor. That... <laughs> statement aggravates me to no end. Oh, we're just people. Watching this? Should you be doing this right now? You're a pastor. Yeah, look, you're a pastor. <laughs> oh, I'm like, why does it matter what my role is? Jokes, in Pe- j- as a joke. People say it to me seriously. Yeah, <laughs> but even as jokes, and I read lots of emails where people say that. <laughs> you guys seem to deal with a lot more of this kind of stuff than I do. Probably because you have thicker skin. Well, we're not living in Victoria for a start, so. I'm in God's country. It's called Queensland. Oh. So we we did lose a series this year, but we won the third one. So that's all I'm going to claim won. it. I'm going to claim it. It's recorded um, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share that text that I was reading out. It says in, in Hebrews, uh, what, 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Great verse. Yeah. Great verse. Just because he's experienced what we experience, he can empathise with us, therefore he can be a high priest, which is like a central figure in Judaism who would like bridge the gap between the people and God. That's what makes someone worthy, like someone who can empathise with people. It's a bit of a lost skill, isn't it? Empathy. Mm. Just thinking about it. What makes you say that? Just because I think people are, you know, in this digital age, I'm going to sound old by saying that, but in this digital age. This <laughs> digital age. <laughs> these young people these days. Uh, yeah, in this in this age we're in, we, we sort of get consumed with our own affairs. Like when we're bored, instead of looking around us now, we look at our phones and we find out what's going on in social media or what's happening in the news oh. and we sort of get very consumed. But then we've sort of lost that skill, which maybe our parents' generation had or maybe our grandparents' generation had, that... Uh, all that face-to-face skills, sort of showing empathy, sort of that sort of thing. Oh, man, this bin chicken just came up. I'm trying to be serious on this podcast. Like a whole... What did he grab? What, what is, is he hanging out of his mouth? There is something hanging out of his beak. But it's disgusting. It's this, I don't know. You Should just, we rescue him? Just shredded into, He's a, actually probably into a Mac being a cannibal. Packet. He's eating his own kind. He's eating some sort of fowl. Or, oh, look out. And there's minor birds getting this too. This is live, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's ignore the binging. I don't know if I can, Brady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sorry. Josh, go save him. Yeah, save that binging. Josh Stadnick, official 
official is the new ridder of the ridder of our um, distractions. Slavic Stadnik. <laughs> Slavic Stadnik. Josh Stadnik has a felt Stussy jacket on. Red. He looks like he looks like the red carpet. It's amazing. Yep. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. The lost skill of empathy is where we were, Brayden. Yeah, 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 sweet. yeah. And that's, I think that is so social media. Um, you know, hide the best. No, wait, wait, show, show the best, hide the rest. Mm. Um, is And so I think a lot of us think maybe we have more of it together than what we realise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's sick. Um, one more thing I just want to quickly mention from conference this week was the talk by Paul De Jong. That was his name. Um, about bonsai trees. He used the bonsai tree as a um, teaching illustration. And he just talked about how, like, often in our lives we are just bonsai trees, not growing our roots in deep enough. Especially, this is probably a big thing with our generation, we don't really commit to a lot. So we're, we're like kind of bonsai trees. But the same seed that makes a bonsai tree can make an actual big tree. So if you actually stay planted somewhere, grow your roots down properly with your time, with your commitment, with your relationships, actually go all in somewhere, then do it. And then you'll grow more and more and more. The more you invest, the more you grow. Just great all-round concepts for life. True. Very applicable to many situations, not, yeah. just, not just church stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot. It's, it's so hard to kind of... Um, summarise it all in this short amount of time that we have but from this podcast takeaway points what are some takeaway points for you guys for the listeners bin chickens are very distracting yeah okay that's a that's a good one sorry empathy <laughs> is more than just throwing a sandwich at someone in the words that you just said Braden. yep empathy is actually understanding and living that experience with people that's good. Show empathy. Yeah, sick. For me, just be genuine and care about people. And if you don't care about people, try to. That's the other thing I've learned about this week is um, choosing positivity and being happy. And choosing to, what was the one today? Choosing to worship when you don't even feel like it. But choosing positivity, choosing to worship, choosing to show empathy, choosing to love people even if you don't feel like it. So that'd be my takeaway point. Try to care about people. Yeah, sweet. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? I think we should shut this one down. I almost lost my head again. Yeah, okay. chickens going. Yeah, yeah, hey, what, is, what are those little birds called? Out. Which ones? Uh, they're noisy minor The ones with minor birds. It's the one they're introduced. They're different ones. They're, those are pigeons. Yeah. Right. It's a over there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Um, a special shout out to Josh Stadnik for sitting here throughout a whole podcast. I feel a little bit bad for what I said right at the start, but um, I'm going to do one with you one day we'll soon. There. Yeah. There is more podcasts to come. Thanks for having us on, Brader. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here, boys. This has been it's been so good. It's, um, but for both of you, genuinely, it's been so good to catch up this week at um, conferences like. We've been separated for a long time. You're in Brisbane, Josh, you're in New Zealand, I'm in um, Melbourne. I've just revealed all of your locations to the world. I don't mind. If you don't want that. 
Well, I mean, I put out on my podcast the city that we live every single week. So okay, yeah, yeah sweet. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So cheeky plug then, Josh oh, Stubbers. Have, oh, sorry. No, I want to. I want to. I almost forgot. Josh Stubbers has a podcast called Burn Haystack with another yeah, guy called um, Jesse <laughs> Herford. Jesse Herford. <laughs> I really should know his last name. I did know it. Um, but yeah, great podcast. Honestly, has inspired me. We talked about podcasts in January last year, and I remember that phone call. When we were talking about how oh, we were like we were both thinking about starting podcasts, and um, you just did it <laughs> like <laughs> a month or two later. I just saw a podcast released, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, Josh actually just did it." Because <laughs> I was I was thinking like a year or a year down the track, you know. And then um, you just did it, and like I really, you just stepped out and did it, which was a big thing. Uh, that really encouraged me. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun journey, and obviously, it's a pretty different flavour to this one, um, which is why it's cool. I mean, I'm always all for more podcasts, um, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without Jesse. So it's been cool working with him, and yeah, it's 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 a really great great thing. So um, podcasts are just an excellent medium to have some really great conversations with people get to sit in on them that you sit in on conversations that you never normally get to sit in yeah absolutely it's an exciting and pretty young platform I'd say eh? yeah 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 it's an um, opportunity for growth yeah I think in the next few years this is Josh getting futurist um, but I think it's going to change and adapt a lot and become a very viable um, full-time job for people or yeah at yeah least a very viable source of income and yeah mm. learning because, I mean, you can pretty much... There are almost like whole lecture courses you can take now just listening to podcasts, which are completely free. You know, there are amazing psychology and philosophy podcasts and religion podcasts. You can become very, very intelligent in different fields for free if you put the time in and while you're driving to work. So, or running on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really cool to be a part of the platform, to be honest. I guess you could say there is more. <laughs> You could. You could say that. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Go leave Josh a review. You can follow him on with Burn the Haystack or personal account, but Burn the Haystack on Insta, Facebook. Yeah, hey. Insta and Facebook. I'm going to help Brader out with this. If you, you know, you, if you leave reviews on podcasts, like on Apple or whatever your Android is, it actually really helps podcasts out a lot. So you can leave a review for us. That's fine. But you should definitely leave a review for Cutting Deeper. Oh. With, Leave our with Braden. Yeah, I would be very grateful for that. Yes, reviews um, help podcasts a lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sweet. In fact, I'm going to do one right now. And go follow Letho on Insta. Mm-hmm. If or you various want. forms of social media. Various forms of social media. Do you tweet? Got a Twitter account, don't you? Do you really? Much? Yeah. Letho fits. There you go. Mm. Sweet. All right. Heard it here first. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I think I follow you on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Nah, thanks, boys. This has been great. Thank you, listeners, as well. You guys are all great. See you later.